Craft Beer Radio, episode 426, on June 17th, 2017. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. So who is that, Jeff? That is a band called Dorothy. And Dorothy. down to the bottom. Is that Dorothy singing? I don't know. I don't know much about Dorothy. I was listening to like some playlists on Amazon Music and actually hit a few ones that I liked, and that was one of the ones I bookmarked. So we have a bunch of beers that I brought back from Philly. We have a, a couple shows worth of those. So... In front of us, a bunch of IPAs and a couple other things, and I think we should probably go into an IPA right away because let's not, uh, let's not, yeah, let's not mince meat. All right, so sense. okay, <laughs> mince. <laughs> let's not mince meat. What? Like mince it. words, I think, is what I'm supposed to be saying. You're but just let's not trying to meat. be fancy, and your words broke. So we haven't tried a rogue in a while. This is something that I saw, and I was like, okay. Oh, you still have that piece of okay. <laughs> piece of glitter jeff has on his like under his eye it's weird because i don't see it often it just catches the light sometimes it's 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 funny anyway the beer six hop ipa from rogue there are 15 ingredients would you like to hear them uh how many of those are hops seven (laughs) at least six of them right (laughs) that'd be awesome if there was more than six so, from the looks of it, these are the malts. Rogue Farms Dare, which is mm-hmm. trademarked. Risk, which is trademarked. They have Dare, TM, Risk, TM. Uh, roasted and unroasted McCurcher Wheat. Roasted okay. Dream Rye. Mailer Munich and Dare R1 malts. Hmm. Okay. In terms of hops, it looks like the Rogue Farms Liberty Revolution Independent Freedom Yakina and Alluvial hops. They were on a theme there for a while. Yeah. They were trying to make Rogue Farms great again. <laughs> of course, they're Pac-Man Yeast and the uh, ever-present Free Range Coastal Water Free Range. It's very silly, but I get it. I mean, 87 IBU. 6.66% alcohol by volume. <laughs> Going for a theme there, I think. The color is a hazy orange. It kind of uh, looks sort of New England IPA-esque in terms of its haze. Yeah, well, it has some weed in it, remember? Yeah. So that's probably going to give it some cloudiness. So it's kind of a uh, bright sort of centennial with a little of a Simcoe bit, a little orangey. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, orange, tangerine. A little bit of pithiness. A little bit of pineapple juice. Yeah. So it's kind of in a green can. It has, you know, you know, most rogue beers. Mm -hmm. Even the ones that are hoppy, the malt still kind of Shines through, and at least on the aroma here, the hops are dominating. So yes. that's good. It's been so long. One of the first truly hoppy beers I ever had was Rogue I2PA. They're India, mm-hmm. Imperial India Pale Ale. And, uh, and I haven't had that thing in forever. I'd love to go back and try that one. 
So the malt does play more of a uh, part in the flavor. Hops are coming across really um, vegetable-y, like greens. Yeah, like, very uh, green, very... Um, like bitter greens, like Swiss chard or something like that. Cabbage, yeah. There, there's lots of lots of sulfury notes because it, it is very... Like just a, a bunch of, mm-hmm. of hops, like a lot of that lupulin. Um, somewhat similar to if you just, you know, if you got a bunch of hops, you know, a bunch of dried hops and just kind of put them to a beer and let them soak overnight, you get a lot of this. There's a, there's a bit of like a bergamot thing going on, like kind of more mouthfeel for me than flavor. Like I'm getting this like heavy kind of thing on the center of my tongue right after I take a sip. It's, it's got a lot of bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very bitter. It's not shying away from, from being a, a, a particularly bitter um, beer. Not in a, in a necessarily bad way, uh, but if you're not into the bitterness, then it might you know rub you the wrong way. Because it, it it's how oh, it's really laying that on there. It's it's not yeah those those like bitter greens is the mm-hmm. main thing. I'm getting a little bit of orange. I'm getting some strawberry, but the bitter greens is the main part, and then a little bit of like Earl Grey tea type character. It's very much like hop juice, very like squeezed out hop <laughs> water kind of uh, thing going on there. It it feels a little, um, it just just a little like too. See, I, I wouldn't really go as far as calling this juicy. No, no, but I mean, yeah. it, it's not juicy in the in the sense of like you know, a squeezed orange is juicy, right. but it's it's it it's like a bunch of hops mm-hmm. that you if you sort of squeeze out, you imagine the resin turning right. into some sure, kind of sure. like juice. Okay, that that's what I'm talking about. The juice of the hop, like if you juiced a hop, like put it into a juicer, <laughs> you might get something this bitter. I mean, there are other things in here. You know, it's not just all that. For, at least for me, it's kind of interesting and and weird how like how leafy, like like yeah, like very leafy, salady. The the flavor is. You mm-hmm. know, it feels like you know just. I don't know if that's arugula. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's, there's yeah. a bunch of bitter green notes. It would probably go well with like well, anything that that would lend itself to having a, a bitter edge. So like a, a a white fish with some sort of citrus in it. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was a little sweet. Yeah, it might go well with like sweet and sour duck or something like that. Right. But it's still, it's a little, it's not delicious, right? It doesn't have that quality of, mmm, this is scrumptious. <laughs> it, it's, it's very, it's very hard on your palate. It, it's, it's pushing it. So this was canned on 412. So it's probably a little on the old side. It's probably, it's, it's within code, but it's, right. it's not super fresh. Right, not the freshest it could possibly be. So that so it might be a lot more like alive and bursting when it's really, really fresh. It could be. But it's really laying on the bitter right now. 
not in a not in a bad way. But what what I will say is that this is um, one of the more expressive road beers that I've had. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to keep an eye out for that I2PA. I know they were packaging it in like the ceramic bottles for a while, and it was too expensive to buy. Mm. You know, like 25 bucks for a bottle mm. of beer. It's like, uh, I'll pass on that. Okay. So we have an amber slash doppelbach. We have a strawberry basil <laughs> sour and a bunch of other IPAs. Well, that's a double. This is a single. Are you sure? No, the, the, it's called single cut. The, the brewer name is single cut. Mm-hmm. That is an IPA. What you have in your hands is a small batch IPA. Seven percent on that one. Oh, there's the ABV. Yeah. The single cut is seven point two. So if you're going by that, and there's a double IPA from Road to Ruin. Let's go with. Let's see this one. Okay, the platform. This you, is, you went to Philly to get a beer from Cleveland, huh? <laughs> Apparently. It's not a beer I can get here in Pittsburgh. Right. So, Elevated Hop Ramble from Platform Beer Company. Uh, brewed only once. There's no information on their website about it. Uh, there is an information on their Facebook about it. Um, oats and wheat are in this one. All right. Uh, they say something about grapefruit and lime aromatics, but I'm not sure what that means in terms of whether that's part of the beer or not. This one was packaged on May 31st. I didn't know Platform Beer Company was from Cleveland. I'm going to Ohio tomorrow. Oh. So, and I need to pick up some beer for the campsite. So I will, uh, well, we'll see how this review, how this yeah. tasting goes yes. before I make up my mind. But uh, A couple other platforms that I got, they looked interesting. So we'll see how this one goes. This one is, is kind of similar to the last one in terms of color. It, it's a mm-hmm. golden nest. It's a little bit more yellow, but it's still hazy. Hmm. Now this has a juicy aroma. It's bursting with hops, a bit tropical. Passion fruit is the main tropical fruit I'm getting on it. I'm getting less less easy to find aromas than you are, but I'll, I'll go with your. I think this is the one I pulled out of the fridge last. Yeah, so it, like I'm smelling it. It smells cold, you know. So I'm pumping heat. <laughs> it's the coldest yeah. smelling beer. Well, you just like the air that's going up my nose, right, right. like feels cold. It's like, so I'm wondering how much of the beer I'm not smelling. So I'm wrapping my hands around the snifter, pumping some heat into it. Now, while we're warming this beer up, we can talk about the beer dinner that we went to. Yes. So, guess who was in town? <laughs> I don't know, Greg. Who was in town? We got an invite from Breckenridge, good old AB Imbev owned Breckenridge, to go to a bunch of different like things. Uh, and we were like, well, here's there's a beer dinner. We'll go to that. So yeah, so they they do 12 a year, once a month. They do a Breck Trek, and they go to a city and work out with the wholesaler, do a bunch of happy hours, tastings, beer dinners, right. a music event. The subject of the email said VR, too. But yeah. None of the events for VR here in Pittsburgh. VR, sorry, we could tell. Uh, so we uh, went to the beer dinner, and we got to talk to... Uh, his nickname and like a, kind of a munch of his last name is Tebow. So we talked with uh, what was his first name? Uh, Tim? No, not Tim. Not that's Tim. The, Tim that's Tebow. the football player. <laughs> it might have been Todd, but I'm not sure. Uh, I just remember Tebow now after all the beers. 
But uh, they were in town. They went to um, what was the name of the restaurant? City 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 Works. Ta- City Works. City Works. Uh, and had the dinner there. It was a five course dinner. It was paired with like regular mainline. It, probably all year round beers, if not yeah, mostly year right. round beers uh, from from Breckenridge. Like the Avalanche, um, Vanilla Porter. Ma- the mango might have been, might be the one seasonal. Yeah. And um, it was, it was, I don't know how. So <laughs> we, we talked about it a lot on our pre-show, yeah. so you can go back and listen to some of that. The, the main things that we were interested in were more, first of all, I mean, hey, anytime you get a chance for a beer dinner, go for it. But it was second, it was, there's a lot of consternation in the community now about you know, and AB and Bev purchasing brewery, and this is a brewery that's purchased by AB and Bev. So let's talk to them about it and about sort of what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And you know, we tried to go in there. Um, I don't want to say with an open mind because we already have. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't want to go in adversarial, right? But we also we asked them questions, pointed questions about this. You know, like. Breckenridge is not a brewery that I find all that exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I asked, you know, Tebow, you know, like from, you know, for me, it seems like Breckenridge is aiming squarely at the middle and, you know, and asked him, you know, you know, what he thought about my opinion and what, you know, what they're going for. And he didn't necessarily disagree with my opinion. No, he, he, he agreed. He basically Reinforce that Breckenridge is trying to be it's it's trying to go for a market that's a little bit different from your standard craft market in terms of, you know, we're trying to make whales and trying to be, you know, the big name. They're trying to be to put it to try to to mirror his words, they're trying to be the the, the six pack that you always have in your in your fridge as opposed mm-hmm. to the the beer that you seek out all the time. Which is probably a decent way to make money. I mean, they're certainly making money in this industry, so they, they right. know what's going on. It's not the most celebrated way to make money, right? But it, it's um, it's something to aim for that they are doing with, with, with a pretty high degree of success right now. It, it was kind of a weird beer dinner because there were, like, no paying guests there. Right. Aside from Greg and I. They we weren't I, paying guests either, right? I don't think there was any other media there. They had, they said they reserved. I, I think it was before you came, but they reserved like ten seats for media. But it, it's really a kind of a dinner for the brewery to have with the wholesaler, right? Everyone there was either worked at Fuhr, worked at Breckenridge, or were friends with people who worked at Fuhr. And um, I don't know. It was just kind of. Weird. I've never been to a beer dinner where there's not fans paying yeah. guests you know, it, at the dinner. It, it, it was more of a marketing presentation that we went to, um, tr- trying to get people to, I guess, carry, you know, carry their beers. But I didn't really see, like, it was like Fear invited, at least not, as far as I could tell, it's not like Fear invited uh, bar owners and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, it was the, the friends of. The Fuhrer reps were like just buddies of yeah. the Fuhrer reps, so it was interesting. Yeah, so it, it so it's what that particular beer dinner was was for is is a little nebulous in our minds, I suppose. But we were there to sort of you know to to get a little bit of information from them mm-hmm. about you know how they looked at the being acquired by ABM Bev, what that's like from their side. Um, part of what we talked to 
uh, even one of their sales rep, and, was, and she was like, it was loud at first, but it's calmed down significantly, especially since... Yeah, she's out of Colorado yeah. Springs, and yeah, she, you know, she got a fair amount of noise about selling out. But once the, once the, the beer um, culture has moved on to other targets, <laughs> Breckenridge is sort of, you know, <laughs> less, you know, less interesting to them. Uh, there is... One of the other interesting thing that we learned was that AB InBev is actually pushing them to be more crafty than Breckenridge necessarily wants to be. Yeah, he, that's what he said. Is like you know, it was followed up on that question about aiming for the middle, mm-hmm. and he kind of threw it out there that you know AB InBev, the owners, kind of want Breckenridge to be more experimental, and that they are more experimental. They're experimental in their brew pub, right? But you know, they don't really get it into distribution apparently. Uh, if you looked at Breckenridge's um, itinerary for the week and some of the beers that they were tasting at the different happy hours, there are experimental beers. There was like an orange cream right. beer. There was a um, cherry chocolate stout aged in bourbon barrels. Right. Uh, and those are the only two I can really yeah, so remember. So experiments from 10 years ago is what we're talking about. Um, hey... If, if it works for them, it works for them. Um, there, there was nothing. The beers weren't bad; they just weren't exciting. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Breckenridge is trying to do. And then the City Works food—it was decent, but again, it wasn't all that exciting. Right. Uh, a couple, couple were interesting. That that first one, that taco with the what was that? Called? It was a tuna crudo. Was, tuna crudo. Okay. Yeah, was 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 very good. Very good, and and the last bit, the the yeah. bitter chocolate, a little like pudding. It was a pot, pot fancy pudding. Yeah, yeah, pot cream. That's it. It was, uh, it was it was it was quite well done. But in the middle, like they had a, a short rib that was just kind of there. They had uh, tastes like mom's pot roast. Yeah, they had a um, a muscle dish that, that you didn't like as much. And my muscles were all Jeff's dried muscles out. were all dried out. My but that's the you know muscles. It's so easy. So mm-hmm. some of us had good muscles, and Jeff didn't get one. The chorizo that was in there was all dried out. Mm-hmm. Um, Tebow w- had a great idea. He said, it "Maybe if it were like a crumble, it would have oh, been okay. better than just the chunks of chorizo that were in there." Right. But the tomato water was mm-hmm. great. Tomato water in <laughs> the bread was there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I enjoyed mopping up the water mm-hmm. with the the, the 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 biscotti tips or whatever. Or I mean, uh, baguette tips. Yeah. Than more than the muscles and the, the trees. All right, so this beer, the platform elevated hop ramble. So it's, it's a little more in the mosaic side. There's definitely some Simcoe there too, mm-hmm. or something there because it's 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 got some of that uh, oniony. No, I'm not getting that too much. I'm I'm really I'm planted in Tropicalville, um, and it, for me, it's more passion fruit than it is mango. There's probably a touch of pineapple in there, a bit of orange. This is pretty good. The um, the oats and the wheat, you know, it kind of gives mm-hmm. it a, a creamier uh, yeah. mouthfeel. You know, again, it has a nice body, and it actually has a little bit of, the, like, the lingering malt is almost like a, it's like a toast aftertaste. You know, even though this isn't a dark beer, I'm getting kind of like the aftertaste of a white, you know, white toast with well, I, I like this a lot. I think it's it's well done. It's 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 what I 
appreciate out of, mm-hmm. you know, phase three-ish beers. So, good. I guess I'll be looking for some platform beer tomorrow <laughs> when I drive past Cleveland. I wonder what time I'll get past Boardman. I wonder if I should stop at VE. Maybe I should do it on the way back. Yeah. I should do. Can you fill me up with some water? Absolutely, please? sir. All right, so... Oh, you got me even... You're not even done. No, no. <laughs> I'm actually just starting my review, my tasting. Wow, okay, well... We got, we got out of sync here. Well, while we're waiting for you... Uh... Whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, That's it. There's just a little, like, uh, horn intro there this time. <laughs> there we go. Um, go to Amazon, but don't go to Amazon. Go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon. That's it. Easy peasy. Yeah. You go there, it redirects you to Amazon. doesn't cost you a penny more, but you support the show. And, uh, you know, it's summertime. You know, you're going to be buying sunscreen and air water wings, air conditioners, flip-flops. <laughs> Uh, what did I just buy on Amazon this week? I bought uh, two new sleeping bags. I bought... Uh, what else? Some socks. Hiking socks for the kids. And uh, some zip-off like pants shorts for like hiking. Because oh. like, it was lightweight. You know, and then, so a uh, bunch of camping stuff was what I purchased at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Um... Well, you can't purchase stuff on CraftRadio.com oh. Amazon. I, I can go there. I you don't can go get there, credit the, because we don't get credit my account has been blacklisted <laughs> for the referral. <laughs> you can't refer to your own account. But uh, I purchased... I'm similar way with me, so I can't, unfortunately, uh, purchase under Craft Radio. But you guys can. But I purchased a Dash Wand, which is works with your... So the whole idea... I remember they had those dash buttons that you could, mm-hmm. you know... This okay. idea is that it worked with your Alexa, and okay. if you, you find something in your home... Like scans barcodes? Yeah. And, goes, oh. and it buys more of that for you. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. That's a good idea. It's like 20 bucks, but you get a $20 credit when you right. buy it. So mm-hmm. it's free, basically. Right. That's interesting. I guess I guess you know it's more convenient than unlocking your phone and scanning the barcode with your Amazon app. Right. Now the problem with all of these things we just talked about is if you start using these, you can't use the referral link. Right. You can't use the referral. So don't get an Alexa. Don't use the Amazon app. Don't get a Dash Wand. Those are awful. What you want to do is you want to go to craftyourradio.com/slash/amazon and search for the item you want and buy it there. What you can do is you can use the Dash thing to get it into your. I don't know. You would probably set up so it doesn't automatically buy something. So you can use it to set it in, in, into your. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure things you add to your cart from the mobile app you can't like it, um, you can't apply the attribute to. Oh uh, well, you can remove them, and then go to craftyradio.com/slash/amazon. Right, and then so you know, add them yeah. to your cart is a reminder list. Right, and then go to our link. <laughs> And then empty your cart and put it back in because you love us that much. That's not too complicated, right? Right. <laughs> the whole song. Okay. Now we should probably move on to one of the something not talking. Yes. So I, I guess think... we got to do old Fred. I don't yeah. think we want to do strawberry basil just yet. Mm. So this looked interesting. This I've never had before. This is from Browery Zoller Alf in. Sigmaringen, Germany, which I'm sure I've got all that wrong in terms of pronunciation, but what are you going to do? 
old Fred Watch is either a Doppelbach or an Ambler Ale based on who you ask and what website you're going to. Maybe it's Amberbach. Maybe it's Michelob Amberbach. 8% alcohol by volume. And it's in this interesting little, like, squat uh, bottle. Yeah, I'm pouring it very carefully. I don't want our Doppelbach to be extra yeasty. This bottle actually has a nice shoulder to keep any kind of Mm -hmm. trube in the... uh... Is this less than 12 ounces? 11.2, yeah. It seems like the glasses quite didn't feel like they normally do. My muscle memory didn't seem to be working. So yeah, pretty clear. Uh, you know, if you hold it to the light, but the the color itself is a, is a very dark amber. Um, By gracious permission of His Royal Highness, Fred Miller's Royal Brewing. It's hard to read. Oh, Fred Miller's Royal Brewing Diploma Red. By the graceless permission of His Royal Highness. May I? Sure. As he holds it. <laughs> I just wanted to try to read some marriage in Germany. There's something on the neck here. So it says, This amber lager is brewed in loving memory of Mr. Frederick Miller, founder of the Miller Brewing Company, who studied to become... I have to keep turning this. That's why it's... Uh, a brewmaster... At a brewery right next to the royal castle of the Cohenzeller in of the Cohenzellern in Sigmaringen, Germany, this beer is a testament to what old Fred would have brewed in his times, using the same water source and the highest quality locally sourced raw materials. We just added a bit of. New World Flavor using American Cascade Hops. This was best before August 4th. So yeah, we're in. Oh, oh ne- yeah, that's good. I mean, the way you, well, you started to read it, it sounded like <laughs> it expired. I'm like, wait a second. Were you saying 2016? No, 2017. Gotcha. So okay. yeah, so we got, uh, we got in time here. Yeah, so the aroma on this guy, it's it's not super big. It's not like a big multi-glove that I was expecting. It's a it's a little on the sharp side. It has um kind of like a, a crouton type aroma. Yes. Yeah, I, I I get that. It kind of bready, not directly like caramely or There's coffee. a bit of toffee in there, right? It's like it's so close. It's borderline plasticky. Like, it's not. It's not spoiled or infected or anything. But when I smell it, I have tasted so many infected beers recently mm. that my gut instinct was to like try to accentuate how plasticky it was. But it's not there. It's like it's like on the other side of the line where it's acceptable. It's kind of it's more toffee like than plastic phenols. But they're if you of, were to push over that line somehow, you they're 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 adjacent to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's close to being this plasticky fusely thing, but it's not. It's, it's and, not because this is like this necessarily is and, 
right. poorly done. It's just that I haven't the aromas themselves can and I haven't tasted it yet, yeah. so I don't know where the flavor is. Oh, I'm pointing it out because I started to smell something that I normally associate with a spoiled beer, but then when I paid attention to it, it wasn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to mention to people to look for. Yeah. So that's that's why I brought it up. This is, uh, I mean, you taste it, and, it, and it's a decidedly more old world play on it. Yeah, it's not a Bach or Doppelbach. It mm-hmm. has a bit of Dunkel type flavor to yeah. it. It's a little more ale like. There's some esters in there that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting yeah. a little bit cleaner flavor. And when I mean when I talk about that, it kind of has. Has some like stone fruity things going on. Yeah, right? yeah, a little bit, a little plum, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, and they mentioned they did use Cascade hops, which right. maybe that in its own could like if you did a dunkle with Cascade, mm-hmm. what would that taste like? You know, I don't know. I haven't yeah. had one until now. Well, they don't call this one a dunkle or you know right. anything. So they call it amber ale. So. But oh, they call it amber. They call it amber on on the. They call it amber lager. Okay, Um, but it's more estery than most things I would call an amber lager. When I say it has a kind of old world thing, it it kind of um. So how do I describe that in 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 a good way? It's a little more I'm like the same way that. Uh, stone ground wheat is a little bit more. That's a different sort of texture than a than a more refined wheat. This is a little bit more of an interesting kind of texture to the maltiness. Yeah. Now this this is interesting. It has. It reminds me a little bit of Dunkel crossbred with Vespier. Because you know Vespier is a little hoppier. Hold on a second. Are you hearing that? It sounds like the... It's like a tone of something. sounds like the chest oh, freezer back okay. in the room, but normally we don't hear that. Compressor Never on mind. the you chest probably, Yeah, you probably can't hear it, everybody, so... No, that, I, just, I think that's the compressor on the I just want to make freezer. sure it wasn't something that was leaking into the, no. the sound. Uh, so, like I said, I'm, I'm playing a little mind again yeah, here, right. right? And, you know, take a dunkle, um, take away some of the toffee... Give it a little bit of Fespier Vienna malt type flavor and the hoppiness. But then, you know, instead of spicy continental hoppiness, make it a little, make it citrusy, right? Make it cascady. And, you know, that's kind of where it's landing, I guess. I guess it, it kind of tastes like a, like a Schwartz beer with maybe like a buckwheat kind of Okay, that's an interesting on. way to look at it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I like this. I think this is uh, well done. I mean, this is drinkable, and there's stuff tough to explore in it. It's not the most amazing thing, but there's there's definitely avenues that are different than what you're used to getting. So I was uh, over at East End Brewing this week. I had to fix their Wi-Fi again, and Scott told me about. He just posted a blog post on this. If you go to eastendbrewing.com, you can find this blog post where. He was invited to a like farmstead dinner with a bunch of who's who of Pittsburgh foodies, and uh, who was there? Anthony Bourdain, 
Yeah. And Anthony Bourdain has this reputation of not liking craft beer recently. Uh, but really, so, so so the blog post is great. I'm going to just paraphrase it really briefly, but you should go to eastendbrewing.com and look at it. Uh, hot day, right? So Anthony goes to the bar and they have all kinds of stuff there. And he asks for a beer. They give him one of Scott's Petal Pale Ales, you know, and cracks it open, drinks it. Ah, good. And... The bartender's like, well, if you want to talk to the guy who made it, he's right there, you know? And Anthony turns around to Scott, and basically his first thing was, I do not hate craft beer, you know? And <laughs> it sounded to me when Scott was telling a story, it's like for him to have any meaningful conversation with a brewer mm-hmm. these days, he kind of has to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. So he has this prepared rebu- rebuke of his thing. And really what he has a problem with is the the uh, people that fuss over beers in the Budweiser commercial, the mm, guy at the bar mm. with the eight tasting glasses and the notebook sure, sure. and, you know, we're talking to the bartender about how it's produced and stuff like that. You know, he wants to have a good tasting beverage and just drink it for what it is, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's, that's me paraphrasing Scott's paraphrasing mm. of Anthony Bourdain. But uh, it was interesting. Go check it out at eastendbrewing.com. And okay. uh, I think I may have said because uh, the rate pure thing says eight percent. This is only five point three percent. So um, I guess other news: uh, Paste Magazine was doing some investigative journalism on rate beer. Oh yeah, so I I use rate beer. I also have beer advocate link here. I, I don't want to discriminate, even though rate beer is owned by AB and Bev. I mean, so what does Paste per- say? Apparently, rate beer has this uh, brewery ranking thing kind of like a really short number to tell you about how good the brewery is generally and some statistics geeks were looking at the numbers and they weren't making sense they were broken and abm bev's owned beers but also miller beers were like much higher than like even if you could like break the algorithm Mm -hmm. it was still higher than it could be like Statistically okay. impossible. So Pace Magazine uh, wrote to uh, the owner, Joe Tucker. I think it's Joe Tucker, right? Uh, anyway, and, and his reply was kind of unexpected. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that shit's completely broken. Uh, we'll work on fixing it. So Pace kind of went on like, even if it's broken, we can't, it can't even make an algorithm that is broken and can do this. So it's like... Well, you, you, what do you mean you can't no. make an algorithm I mean, that's broken and can do this? That, that, again, that's my paraphrasing. Don't blame yeah. Paste's yeah. guy, right? Okay. But sure, if it's just like taking in nonsense and just putting out numbers and shitting out numbers, mm-hmm. then that's what it's doing. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see as they fix that. Yeah. But, at least at least it wasn't a so you know, complete denial, right? It was just mm-hmm. saying, yeah, that, yeah. that is broken. Um, yeah. it, it almost sounded, you know, for for me, you know, understanding people who maintain software, right. he didn't say this, but to me, I kind of heard a little bit of an undertone of, oh, shit, people actually look at that, you know, <laughs> like, uh, that's still on the site? <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of, of things that, especially if you maintain software, there's little things that you recognize as a developer where you're like, yeah, this is not ideal, but it's on there because some other things are based off it that work fine. And it really doesn't yeah. play a role. But if you were to, like, you know, what is it, uh, ISO 9001 audit 
<laughs> shit, then you have to be like really, right. you have to really look into it and see where that information is coming from. I I support yeah doing a you know heavy audit of rate beer to make sure that they're not you know screwing mm-hmm. over the, the the customers which are us of of the, uh, the so the one thing they did do is they went into the wayback machine and looked at how the numbers had changed over time and. Unfortunately, the Wayback Machine hasn't indexed rate beer enough to mm-hmm. have a good trend. But last October, about the time, AB numbers and the Miller numbers went way up. You know, so it's it's a that listening that's... to Joe Tucker, it's a it's a, a coincidental breakage of the algorithm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that hey, that is it's nothing to to poop to, to sneeze at. I mean, I have to read the article to get you know a better idea of, of what they're talking about. But if, you know, if that is the case, then they admitted there may be something. To but this. I mean, Pace said that there's really not enough data in the Wayback right. Machine to know it. They didn't say how many different samples they looked at, but it sounds like they might have only looked at three, four. Okay, you know, like yeah. not a ton of samples. And around the time they're really interested, there's not enough revisits to know. Yeah, because you really have to get, yeah. So, but that is look the the point is not to be immediately against rate beer just because of who owns them, but yeah, against rate beer if it is shown that their ratings right. are malleable. And you have to have their... people doing the journalism, yeah, doing the, the whole trust but verify thing. You know that making sure that mm-hmm. hold their toes to the fire. Hold sure. everyone's toes to the fire. Yes. Make sure beer advocates' algorithms are good. Yeah, I mean, if the, you're if you're a Pace magazine and you're making sure rate beers' algorithms are good, you need to make sure beer advocates' algorithms are good. You need to make sure Untaps' algorithms mm-hmm. are good. And whoever else is is new in the space, I think I, there, there was something else I was searching that came up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because people are going to be trying to get into the space now. It's relatively easy to 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 build a site that will grab the information. It's not necessarily easy to to collate all that information in a good way, but if you're just building a site, yeah, you can get on the scene with it. What's next? Two roads. Two road roads. Numero two ruin. Road to ruin. Double IPA. Eight percent alcohol by volume. Uh, four American Hot Varieties: Summit, Palisade, Cascade, and Magnum. So, Two Roads is the brewery in. In Massachusetts, or are they? In, where are they at? They're in Connecticut. Connecticut, yes. Stratford. And they're generally a contract brewery. That's where a lot of the Evil Twin is made. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of beer brewers make their beers. But then Two Roads has their own brand as well. They make their own beers. That's what this is. So we have a sort of a lighter amber pounder can. Attemptingly hoppy ale, and it has the the snake, I guess, from the Jungle Book, trying to tempt you to. That's the snake from the Jungle. Well, I don't know what. what uh, uh, Adam and Eve, I guess. Is, yes. Okay. So I was like, "What's the story where the snake is trying to tempt you?" Oh, it must have been the Jungle Book. Jungle Book. But I think their necessities. But I guess the Jungle Book got the snake idea from another story. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. But who knows? Like the first thing that ever happened in human mythology. 
No, it's not the first thing that ever happened to human well, mythology. It is chronolo- laid off as chronologically from from the perspective of that particular yes, mythology. Yes. Chronologically, that's right. the, that's the first yes. human or one of. The, uh, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I was I was not trying to be literal. I was trying to. I mean, that reminds me of that Onion article where you know, universes created six thousand years ago. Ancient Sumerians question. <laughs> How that happened when they were still around. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this guy pours a surprisingly dark color. It's a deep amber. Um, Maybe not deep is the right word. Moderate amber. Has some orange highlights to it. And in the aroma, you know, kind of has that East Coast, like, Malt to go with your IP, malt to go with your hops type. Aroma. That's funny because to me, what I'm getting is basically a uh, pine tree covered in oranges. No, really? Mm-hmm. See, I'm getting not getting any of the pine tree stuff. I'm getting a big kind of caramelly type malt aroma. I'm imagining mm-hmm. a pine cone made of orange flesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good for you. I disagree. I am tasting more pine cone than I am orange flesh. Seriously? Yeah. I'm like tasting like this malt bomb of a double IPA here. Taste, take drink from my glass. Mm-hmm. No, it's the same. I'm I'm folk I mean like the thing that's drawing me in is like the the big caramelly I'm maltiness. getting the malt now okay. like as but the, I was immediately kind of you know pushed and, and focused on the hops at first now there's a lot of yeah there's there is a lot of malt there's a lot of hmm. a lot of bready notes a lot of sort of toasty bread mm-hmm. um you know, because of the toast and the orange, you know, that takes you right to, like, marmalade yep. and jelly. So there's some jelly kind of character that's at least derived from the other elemental flavors. There is pininess in here. But saying it's a pine cone covered in oranges... That's what I was smelling. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, I can't get I can't get that far. Kind of a old school like double IPA. Yeah, this is this is very phase two ish, um, or even phase, phase one and a half. Um, yeah, this is this is some of that rogue double IPA. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what I think it probably yeah. was like. You know, yeah. this is like old school double IPA, and it's fine. But because we have all these beers on the table, I'm asking myself: Is it worth my sobriety? Yeah, it's an interesting question because at eight percent, it it's it's a healthy take a one. dent. Yeah, it's a pounder can, so we're drinking, can. A couple, drinking two more ounces each. Well, we're here, and it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just compared to like the last beer, even compared to the Rogue, there, this yeah. one's kind of well. I mean, this doesn't leave a bitter thing on my mouth, and right. this is much more enjoyable for me. The Rogue was explorable for me. 
But and and on the show, I'm generally in an exploring mood. Right. Okay. I, I see where that's coming from. But the, the rogue was explorable, but to me, not super enjoyable because of that mm-hmm. really just bitter lingering. And, the, and this one is kind of drink. It's just it's it, it's it's pretty drinkable. It doesn't yeah. really have much to explore, yeah. but it it doesn't definitely doesn't linger with a bunch of bitterness. But yeah. I do feel the alcohol in this one. Like this one. Yeah. I'm, yeah. As I'm drinking, like, you know, I'm thinking like, I just took a sip and I was kind of like, eh, with the flavor. And then I feel like the infusion into my veins. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so I'm leaning towards, you know, I'm going to not drink the rest of this one. So I'm in a better state for the rest of the show. Okay. I mean, it's tough because it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it it feels it feels wrong somehow. Maybe you just guilted me into drinking it. Maybe we'll have one of those shows <laughs> where it's extra good. It's not like you end. have any place to go. I mean, yeah. you have to wake up yeah. tomorrow, but yeah, you're gonna VR for an hour afterwards anyway. So. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. Well, maybe the thing I'm worried about is being you know too drunk to VR. <laughs> like we <laughs> too drunk to VR. <laughs> Don't drink in VR. <laughs> Could imagine how that would help you. Well, like, we get... we didn't mention it, but but, but uh, last time uh, after we we closed the the post show, we played Super Hot, and you like you hurt your arm because you slammed it into the bookshelf. Well, yeah, I was into you know taking out those guys, mm-hmm. and you know, the bookshelf was there. <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention to the blue warning yeah, grid that, that pops up. There is a warning grid that tells you don't go this way. But you learn to sort of tacitly ignore that in certain situations. But the warning, yeah, and but also I don't want to get too deep into this, but the warning grid is almost like an extra sense. You have to learn to trust it. Right? Yeah, right. You know, because you're not really paying attention to the warning grid, but you see it kind of subconsciously and you know that. So you have to learn that. Now, the question is when can we make VR beer tasting a thing? Uh, I think you'd have to have all the senses, right? Well, I mean, but you can you can have the beers, but then have to sort of map those and have other people with you oh you know it'd be crazy have an app that you know how we we do blindfolded shows so we can't taste the beer but do a vr tasting where it's misleading you with the color of the beer yeah so you can have so there's not the problem of you having to like mess around and try to find the beer you can see the beer you can grab the beer but it's masking what the beer Mm -hmm. looks like that that's a good idea well, since I only have one VR, <laughs> gotta get another one at least if we want to do a two-person. Look show. at that! I drank all the two roads. How about that? Okay, so we have two beers left. I think we'd go with the next hoppy beer and save the sour for last. Okay, single cut is the name of the brewery. The beer is called. Does anybody remember laughter? Question mark. No. This yes. is, does anybody remember daughter? Oh, laughter. <laughs> Whoa. VR is messing with my eyes. I can't see anymore. Don't call me laughter. 
Okay. Uh, oh, why did I see daughter? I read it twice. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you found out why? I mean, it's obviously an L when I look at it closely, but when I kind of when it's, I, it's all that all that glitter in your eyes. So when you look at the label, uh-huh. and glance, oh yeah, I, see, like it, when I, a glance, the, the L looks like the middle yes, of the D. Yes, it does. Just a quick glance, like oh yeah, the weird. The weird way that the um, because they're the they're L, embossed they're, yeah. they're they're embossed letters so the the L isn't connected you kind of see the the bottom of the three D L and the right side of the vertical piece right and when you glance at that your eyes tell you that that's a D yeah but if you look closer it's an L seven point two percent alcohol by volume one hundred IBUs. Oh, over nine thousand. Um, this is an IPA that takes a building in a manner that our four twenty forefathers were very used to. I don't even know what that means. This is an IPA that takes a building in a manner that our four twenty forefathers were very used to. Four twenty forefathers. Yeah. So the weed smokers. Right, but what does it mean? Takes a building. I'm not a weed smoker. I wouldn't expect to know there's a lot. Kind of a pineapple juice looking thing. So it's got um, that sort of. It's a hazy straw color. Oh, the can label says 110 IBUs. Oh, what? Whoa! Anything past about what is it? 80 something is not really detectable by... Not pure bitterness, but right. there's so many other things yes. that the number can infer. Mm-hmm. Drink ASAP in a clean, wide mouth glass. Store cold and upright, unfiltered. Pour carefully. I didn't pour it that carefully. Well, it's going to be ruined. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> They're in Astoria, New York. Queens. Mastery knows no shortcut. So here's some other stuff that's in the description. Smooth, soft malt won't put a bustle in your hedgerow, so don't be alarmed now. <laughs> what was that? That's a Zeppelin quote. Oh, okay. It's from Stairway to Heaven. All right. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, so looks kind of like your Northeast IPA. Oh, here's something. Single Cut Beer Smiths is the name of the company. Uh, it's a single cut brewery or single cut, but Single Cut Beer Smiths mm-hmm. okay. is proud to maintain the American tradition of beer locally made from craft by zealots slash lunatics who believe hard work, truth, pride, and passion always should come before profit. And they'll say that as long as they don't have a lot of money coming in. And once they get a lot of money coming in, <laughs> they will change their tune. What's interesting here is also look at the field embossment here of the single cut part. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a pressure-sensitive label yeah. on the can, but the single cut on the sides is embossed. So they spent some money on the label. And then it's not just the rectangular cut. There's this little... Yeah, there's a little tab like on tab on there. A single cut too. 
it's interesting. It, it it's 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 fun way to to make yeah to 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 make a just a label on a you know pressure label still look interesting and still play. Well, this is very fresh. This is uh, June sixth. Yes, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's why I made sure we yeah. popped this one tonight because I wanted to drink it as fresh as possible. So the aroma is hoppy. It's juicy, citrusy. It's not quite as um, defined for me as the platform was. Right, right. It's a l- little on the muddy side mm-hmm. on the aroma. Like you can smell that it's in there, but it's yes, not like popping. Grapefruit is kind of the main thing I'm getting. It's not all that tropical. On the can, it does say PNW Pacific Northwest hops, so it mm-hmm. you know, might be a little more traditional West Coast hopping. Uh, I think that there's some. Some bit of something Simcoe in there, but I think there's a lot of mosaic also, and there's my first sip is two things: it's clementine, orange, and then like f- like fresh hop, wet hop beer, bitter, burning mm-hmm. the back of your throat, like lupulin, you know, stinging wow, really? your throat. This is either Mosaic or Galaxy or something. There's definitely some Phase Three hop in here because there's there's some tropical notes. But okay, in the second sip, yeah, I'm yeah. getting I'm getting a little bit of uh, papaya, mm-hmm. mango. This may be more Galaxy than Mosaic. Pretty bitter. There's some bitter greens in this one as well. Not quite as much as the Rogue. Was that the Rogue? Yeah, the Rogue had the bitter yeah, greens, right? Rogue was the one. This one has a, a light, you know, kind of arugula type. Yeah, the, the bitter doesn't linger. It doesn't like mm-hmm. stay on your tongue. It just deposits itself there and 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 just set up a, a camp. Pretty juicy, mm-hmm. really drinkable. The whole worth your sobriety question is not coming to play on this one. No, even at seven point two, it's you know it's still mm-hmm. it's it, it doesn't feel super. Uh, it doesn't feel like the two roads did where you you kind of felt like you were in in a sense mainlining some of that alcohol as soon as you drank it, you, mm-hmm. you could feel it. Yep, this is one hundred percent brewed and canned on premises instead of ninety eight percent ninety nine percent brewed yeah. and canned on premises. <laughs> Where else? Did they, no, we did. We did a little bit of in the basement <laughs> in, our, in my house. <laughs> it's either brewed on premises or it's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a. Actually, it would be noteworthy for a place to say fifty percent brewed on premises. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anything. Yeah, anything other than hundred percent would be like weird. Like, wait, <laughs> we went to the bathroom for this well, one. Zero percent is fine. Hundred percent is fine. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in between is. I suppose you could brew it on premises and then can it somewhere else. I guess we loaded it into a truck. A a big tank. The truck's big tank, right? And yes, but I'm not sure you want to load bright beer into a tanker and ship it across town to can it. 
hey, I don't judge as long as the beer's good in my glass. Oh, wait, was, was it, where was the one where you had... Oh, no, that's the next one where you need music to play with it. Yeah, this one's enjoyable, but, it, you know, this is one of, the, like, one of the times where Greg and I, at least I'm enjoying the beer, but I don't have a ton to say about it. No, th- th- this this strikes me as, like, um, very similar to, like, a, a grist house beer or something, where you're there, you're enjoying it. There, there's good flavors See, I like there. I like this one better. You know, I would, you know, if it's out at a bar and, you know, I would I would get a second to this one. Oh, me Easy. too. Okay. Me too. But, but I'm just saying, like, there's not a ton of stuff to say about it either way. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's not uh, jumping out at me. Speaking of grist house, they have right now a beer, it's called... Uh, a wheat pale called something unicorn. But it's like, think hoppy, like gumball head, but with passion fruit. Okay. Like galaxy hops or something like that. It's real good. So if you see that out and about, okay, give it a try. It's more hoppy than like camp slap, like which is what, you know, their IPA. So. I haven't had a huge amount of, of grist house, so... It's just you know the first thing that came to my mind when I was thinking about um, this kind of a kind of beer where it's okay I, I enjoy it but there's not a huge amount to say about it. Right. Yeah, the single cut. Uh, does anyone remember the daughter? I mean, laughter. <laughs> you saw the D, yeah, but okay, fine. Uh, I thought it was a good call, and you back. added a the in there too. Uh, okay. What's what what fuck you that, that uh, I didn't you mean to use the f word again? Uh, what was the thing you had last last week? The oh, that I'm not Kyle, surprised Kyle by anything. Bush thing, yeah, not surprised by anything. It it was it was a good joke. It was. <clears throat> so you mentioned mentioned the the bustle in your hedgerow, right and. Um, does anyone remember the laughter is kind of a paraphrase of another part of Stairway to Heaven, I guess, because you know, can't you hear the laughter? Well, you're turned up. Okay, you might ask if I was surprised. Surprised that Austin could stretch it on fuel, and then I mean, what would mean do you think for Austin to get his first one? I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations, Congratulations. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> you found that pretty quick. You're good at your Google Foo. I have very strong Google Foo. All right, so this last beer has a food, a main a main course pairing suggestion, a couple cheese pairing suggestions, and music pairing suggestions. Ooh. And I'm gonna start the music as soon as I get logged in here. <laughs> I forgot to put uh, turn caffeine on. Uh, it's right here. I just forgot to click it. There, caffeine is turned on. All right. So, Paradox Beer Company. So, this was one of most of these beers were around uh, five to eight bucks. Three. It was you know three to eight was sort of the range. This was the twenty dollar beer. This was Paradox uh, Beer Company's Straw Basil, part of their. Scully Barrel. Let's see, is it gonna gush? It's starting to gush. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's not really a gush. It's okay. more of a okay. It's up to. The, it's over the rim, but it's not running down the sides. Look at that. 
It's aroused. <laughs> it's got it, it's the surface oh, it's tension. Start, starting to leak. Is it going to break the surface tension? Yeah, on this side, it is. Oh, it finally. Oh, did. look, there's really dark yeasty things. Just a bit. All right, all right. So yeah, hey, um, one of two bottles we have on the show. This straw basil. Uh, there are a bunch of different paradoxes, but this was the one that, uh... Yeah, the place you went had, like, eight or nine yeah, different paradoxes. Right, they're all, like, 20 bucks. So I was like, strawberries and basil. I'll go for that one. It smells pretty lambic-y from across the root, or, you know, two feet away from my nose here. Paradoxes in Colorado... What is this music? That's this cool? is Calm Truice. 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 <laughs> this is eighty four dreaming. All right. What was the first one you played? The very first thing. Um, that is Cyanide Sisters. Yeah, play that one. This that was is, so like uh, like eighties electronica. This is twenty seventeen straw basil, but it says number. 50, so this is like... Right, number 50 of their Scully Barrel series. Okay. Legion of Wine Barrels. So there's a footnote here. There's an asterisk. Where where do they... It's like paradox fermentation. But what's that mean? Like... Oh, here... Paradox Wayward beers undergo an exclusive polymicrobial fermentation process involving the combination of intentional and spontaneous fermentation by the usual suspects like Britannomyces, Saccharomyces, Lactobacillus, Pediococcus, as well as indigenous and wild yeasts. Throughout primary fermentation, barrel aging, bottle conditioning, and cellaring, this beer will continue to evolve. You might even notice. No, that's the way it's written. I know, no, I get it, yeah, yeah. You might even notice a colony of our house wild yeast conform- confirming the evolution of is, is in process. Okay. How would you notice that? Well, when it was gushing, there was like like yeast like on top okay, of the head. Well, that's a muddy beer right it there. Is. It, it's kind of. Orange, brown, rubyish. So the music they recommend is Come Trues. That's what we're listening to yeah. right now. Cyanide Sisters. Just so lasers. You hear the freaking lasers? So that's Tom Cruise, but but the, uh, the yes. it's spoonerized. Um, Tycho uh, and Washed Out. Okay. Everything so, they recommended was instrumental. Mm-hmm. Nothing had lyrics. Pew 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 pew. pew, pew. Summer oh, is definitely oh. one of our top four favorite seasons. They said, oh. <laughs> "Well, that's good. Don't it's good that summer is in the anyone. top four. Yeah, it's good that summer is the top four. People uh, tend to move faster. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though: that like in non-European areas, like you have rainy seasons, right? In mm-hmm. in various so. Anyway, uh, people tend to move faster, work longer, and play louder as daylight hours and temperatures increase. Well, with all that noise and chaos, we often find ourselves looking for ways to step back, slow down, and de-stress. This barrel-aged strawberry and basil sour is intended for those on a similar quest. Turn off your phone, toss an extra pillow on the porch swing, and let your first sip lead you there. And listen to Calm Trues, I suppose. 
you mentioned the color, right? Uh, the beer poured with a head, but it, once it settled, it, yep, yep. Like there may be carbonation in the beer, but looking at it right here on the table looks still. Smells like lasers. <laughs> there, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of yeast, a, a yeasty stuff, a lot of you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, bready and um, a little bit of lacty. So yeast. strawberry and basil. I'm not sure I've ever had like a strawberry basil thing, maybe in the salad or something. Yeah. But when I smell it, it kind of makes me think rhubarb. Mm-hmm. good that's nice it had because it really is it's not that so if you look at the label on the back they have kind of hoppiness mm-hmm. scale and mm-hmm. sourness scale the sourness it's pretty is... high on the sourness scale from that first sip it wasn't very acidic no it isn't and and that i kind of really like that i appreciate that you're getting strawberry flavor there's some kind of basilish stuff there's there's interesting yeasty stuff going on but it's I wouldn't say it's subtle, but it's not overdoing it, and it's not like trying to to yeah. It's not super sour. It's just it. It's I think it's a pretty enjoyable. Flavor. Yeah, it's it's only lightly sour. I mean, compared to turn down the calm truce. Yeah, yeah. It's a little a little distracting. <laughs> you want more lasers? I find more lasers. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would say I was, so I was neither surprised Greg, by the lasers, but Greether, ne- Greether, <laughs> neither Greg or I are big fans of pairing beer with music. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't get it. You like the music you like, you like the beer you like. I could imagine, I could imagine a person enjoying a song with a beer, but saying that. People's musical tastes are entwined with their palates, and you're gonna have this cross. Well, no, I mean, I understand the concept of synesthesia, where you, where some senses combine, and, and you feel like you, you feel like you can touch colors or you can taste sounds and things like right. that. So, I understand so, that. So these songs are more mellow and kind of a bit psychedelic, right? Mm-hmm. And the, I guess, the beer, since it's not as acidic and harsh. Like if it was harsh, I'd play some metal, right? <laughs> you know, but because it's a little smoother, I could see the psychedelic vibes working. But that's giving okay. Let's just switch to another. Uh, let's try um, washed out. Okay. All right. So washed out has what comes up first is feel it all around as their top song Ooh. I feel like I've heard this before I don't know this beer is it's it's really mellow mm-hmm. that and that's kind of engaging the strawberry is apparent, How, but the strawberry is not coming across like strawberry shortcake. It's mm-hmm. not coming across like strawberry ice cream. It's not. How is it coming across? It's coming across kind of like stri- stra- sliced strawberries on a salad. Yeah, 
and that fits with the basil, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could imagine. Oh, strawberries and basil is a really good combination. So I don't know right. if you've ever had that before, but, but it's a. I get, get a little bit of the. Um, kind of minty, kind of licorice-y note from basil with the strawberry. It is, it is a. I mean, I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could imagine, you know, a salad, maybe with spinach or microgreens or something like that, mm-hmm. with sliced strawberries. And, you know, chiffonade basil on it. And a vinaigrette. Vinaigrette. You know, I'd want maybe some walnuts and some goat cheese oh, on yeah. it as well. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's kind of what this beer feels like. It feels kind of like that salad. Yeah. And it's kind of mellow. And It's weird that we're, we're ending with what kind of tastes like an aperitif in some sense. Yeah. I wasn't expecting the beer to be so yeah. I was expecting yeah. it to be more no, me too. or sour. Me too. But you know, it doesn't really have like those washed rind cheese type mm-hmm. flavors. It doesn't have lactic flavors. It does it So I kind of read that paradox fermentation and I internally it's like, okay, dudes, whatever. But you know, after tasting this beer, there it might have some legitimacy to it. It sounded like marketing speak, but, you know, this is different. This beer, this fermentation output is notable. This is a real quality thing that we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, really very well done, very well expressed um, and interesting at the same time. Drinkable, not overbearing. I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it is it worth $20? Perhaps I, I think I'm, I'm I'm not regretting the yeah. the spend on this one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of beers where they're in the twenty dollar price point and mm-hmm. you would not be satisfied. I think this one's worth it. I think. Yeah, I mean, you think about the stuff that you've spent twenty dollars on that worth <laughs> it. Not just beers, but anything really. Yeah. And. Um, so the other one besides that is Tycho. Tycho. Was it T-Y-C-H-O? Yep. So like Tycho Brahe would be an example of someone named Tycho. I believe the original Dutch pronunciation was something like Teek or Teek. But, All right, so uh, their top song is apparently a song called Awake. Awake. You want to rank these things so we can take our time with the, uh, the res or strawberry basil? Um... Well, I mean, I'm not asking you to come up with your rankings immediately. I'm saying, should we consider the ranking part of the show? Yes, I think we should consider the ranking part of the show. All right. We should always consider the ranking part of the show. At this time? Yes, this is this is the right time. It's, okay. it's, it's the last beer of the night, right? Yes. So I Usually I wait till the beer's almost gone, but I kind of want to, you know, yeah, let's save keep this, this one let, in the let, Let's enjoy this one. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, do you want to go uh, first, or do you want me to uh, go first? If you got them nailed down, you should go. If you don't, um, I can start. Well, it might surprise you. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. But I want you to go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not surprised by anything. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So I am going to put the Two Roads Road to Ruin in last place. We had that whole conversation about worth your sobriety. I ended up drinking my. Uh, eight ounces of that beer. It, 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 there was nothing wrong with it. 
it was thoroughly expected, thoroughly not interesting, thoroughly not engaging. It was it was there. It was there. It was fine if you want a 2003 double IPA. Right. Um, but it really wasn't interesting in 2017. And I was worried that I didn't want to imbibe that much alcohol. But it was not huge. It was 8.0. It's like, if it was 12%, I probably would have not finished it. But it it was boozy, right? Mm-hmm. It, the alcohol was apparent. Every sip you take, you could feel, you know, a couple brain cells, you know, jumping yes, off the cliff. For sure. And, um... Yeah, so that's the two reds. The red to ruin. In fifth place, I will put the rogue. I'd love to try the beer a little bit fresher to see if it was more bright, but it was it it was an interesting drink, but not necessarily like an engaging, enjoyable drink. Yeah. I I I liked that I experienced. So much bitter greens in a beer. <laughs> but a ton of bitter greens in a beer is not what you're looking for when you're drinking a beer. In general, not really, yeah. yeah if you had a whole lot of fruit, I don't know. There, there's like a lot of interesting mm-hmm. ways you could probably mitigate that. But on its own, it definitely felt like kind of a bitter bomb. Yeah, I'm going to put Old Fred in fourth place. That was an interesting German beer. Uh, you know, this is the guy that had kind of that dunkel type flavor, way more estery than any German lager that I can yeah. think of. And then had the Cascade hops on top. It was definitely interesting, and it was you know from a brewery that we've never had, from a town in Germany that I've never heard of, Old Fred from. Zolorov. Zolorov. International Gam H. And, uh, let's see. So, third place. Now, this is where it gets tough, because I, I liked all of these beers quite a bit. I'm going to get the single cut in third place. Uh, we are talking about how that one kind of smelled a little bit muddy. It had a little bit of muddy taste to it. Uh, that's what I used to think Northeast IPAs were. That kind of muddiness. And then we started finding bright ones, juicy ones, delicious ones. And this is kind of like, you know, taking me back to the first three or four times that I tried a Northeast IPA. Mm-hmm. It was good, lots of hops, but it wasn't, it didn't make sense. It was a little on the muddy side. And this one kind of reminded me of those more immature Northeast IPAs. And the top two are really tough for me. I'm down to this paradox and the platform. You know, it's easy to make the sour beer first place. I really like that platform. I'm going to put the paradox in second place. Okay. Uh, the paradox, I thought, is fascinating. The wasn't as acidic as I was expecting. Had this really mellow type thing. But, you know... And I was I was skeptical of their paradox fermentation. I just said that, but 
now I'm interested in the paradox fermentation. I would like to try more to find out if it's a thing and if it's consistently interesting and mm -hmm. good. They, they've, they've caught my attention with this first beer. And then I thought the platform was really good. That single, small batch IPA that they had, you know, I thought it was, it was hitting really nice, bright notes. The beer is pretty fresh, right? This is the guy that was, uh, oh no, this is the 531. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the single, single cut, cut was, was fresh. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the platform. I just really liked how bright and and how hops came across. Well, on that get beer. some more when you're in Ohio. I, I think I will on tomorrow morning. So uh, my rankings are very similar, not exact. Uh, I'm going to put the Rogue in last place. Just that bitter thing that laid on my tongue was not really that enjoyable, although I will say that it was one of the more expressive Rogues that I've had, mm -hmm. but I haven't had uh, much Rogue in a while, so that's kind of why I, was, why I picked it up, was because, okay, this looks like, not only is it Rogue, and I haven't had Rogue in a while, but it's also a, different, a new Rogue, so I want to mm -hmm. see what that's like. Um, but unfortunately they ended up in last place so so much for that in fifth place I'm going to put the two roads um, so just sort of transposing it with, with what mm -hmm. Jeff did um, similar reasons you know there, it was it was fine but it, is it worth your sobriety if it's the only thing there then I'll eat it, yeah but there are other things that were more interesting um, that's kind of it I also going to put the Zollerhof, the uh, old Fred, in fourth place. Even though I did like it, I it, it, it was cool to have this um, German lager with some sort of old world style, but also some new world experience mm -hmm. in terms of of the hops and in terms of some of the the flavors that are coming out of, it, especially the esteriness. And then in third place with you, I'm going to put the single cut. I, I think the single cut was really well done. I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. Um, but, I mean, you definitely liked it. But it wasn't yeah. quite as muddy to me as it was to you. I, th I think it was still pre it was really good. But I am going to put the Paradox in first place. You say a oh, sour beer first is easy. No, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think that it's not it's not as easy anymore for a okay. sour beer just to, to, to slap itself mm -hmm. in first place. Uh, but... This was expressive without being over sour. Like I might have put the platform in first place had this, if this been was over sour. acidic and yeah, but the fact that this is really interesting and not is is what piques my interest as opposed to it just being a sour bomb. Uh, but I did I did enjoy the platform a lot, so that is a second place. All right, sounds good. This is a fun show. You brought some good beers back from Philly. I try. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of Craft Beer Radio. I really do appreciate it. If Me wanna, too. I don't want to speak for you. So, <laughs> if you want to contact us, you can email us beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to tweet us at Craft Beer Radio, I am at Jeff Bearer. I'm at C. Bearer Greg. By the way, if you want to support us, all these beers were bought with your support. Yes. So, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon mm -hmm. paid for these beers. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, Tycho with the song Die, D-Y-E, is playing us out. Not surprised about anything. Congratulations.